There will always be assumptions you didn't think of, you didn't know about, etc. But at some point, you have to be able to put guardrails around yourself so that you're not sitting in paralysis forever. How do you create an unshakable business? I crossed $100 million in net worth by the age of 28. Now I'm growing acquisition.com into a billion-dollar portfolio. In this podcast, I share the lessons I've learned in scaling big businesses and helping our portfolio companies do the same. Buckle up and let's build. I just did a live about overcoming procrastination and a lot of people brought up analysis paralysis and so that's why I wanted to talk about it today. I think what we first want to do is define what analysis paralysis is and I'm going to give it my own definition because I don't like the dictionary. So I would define analysis paralysis as somebody who is compulsively analyzing a decision or situation to the point that they are not making a decision, but rather spending their time analyzing it rather than executing. Here's the thing. I actually tend to be the type of person who I always want to get all the information before I make a decision. And I tend to fall into the trap of wanting to get more information, wanting to do an analysis, wanting to build out a test case, wanting to build an argument for each side. And I have had to really learn how to balance making a decision quickly with analyzing my options. And I think that like the most common instance of this or the most relevant time that this happened to me was when I was trying to decide if I wanted to start a business or if I wanted to And then what business to start? And it was like, do I want to start a business? Do I not want to start a business? And should I do it now? Should I do it later? And honestly, it was a cycle that was probably 18 months of just staying in my head, honestly, on the ideas of, do I start a business? If I start a business, what business do I start? Okay, well, do I have the skills to do that? Do I have the money? Do I have the resources? And then, okay, well, if I start a business, what if these things happen? I should weigh out all these options. And I should make sure that before I go into this big decision that I thought about all the different ways it'll affect my life. And what it actually did was that analyzing the situation caused me to procrastinate making the actual decision. Because what is making a decision? It is cutting off alternatives. It is cutting off the alternative path. When you get married, you cut off the art, you cut off the path of sleeping with other people, of dating other people, and you've committed to this path of this one person. And I look at other decisions in life as the same way. And I think that can be intimidating for people at times. And so because of it, we feel much more comfortable gaining more information. But most of the time, what people do when they're in this situation is they're trying to gain all the information possible so that they can just affirm the biases they already have that keep them staying safe, that keep them feeling safe, which is usually not taking a risk and staying where we are. The reason that I have realized over time that is only useful to gain information to a certain extent is because at some point, what you realize is that most decisions are not made based on logic. Our emotions and our biases affect how we interpret logic. And so they will sway us no matter what. So what is more important is that we become aware of our biases and of our emotions around the situation and then realize how they might be working against us. And here's the thing is that most of the time, many things that we will make decisions on will not pan out for us. There are going to be many times that we hire somebody and they're not the right fit. There are going to be many times that we take a risk to start a business and we have to shut it down and start a different one. There are going to be many times that we take a job and then realize a year later, it's not really a job for us. Does that make it a bad decision or was it just 
the next step and now you've got to take another one. And I think that a lot of the times what weighs on people is they make reversible decisions with an irreversible decision filter. They make the decision and make it so serious as if it is never to be reversed ever in their life. And the reality is there are a few decisions that are that way in our lives, but many of the ones that people get caught up in are absolutely reversible. And so a lot of the times that I like to look at is rather than thinking, you know, is this going to work or not? Is this decision going to pan out? I just look at what's the worst case scenario if I take path A, B, and C. And then I really visualize living through that worst case and which worst case do I find most tolerable or which one would I prefer to live out? And that's often how I like to use making my decisions because the reality is if you're trying to make decisions thinking that everything is going to work every time and every decision you make is going to be amazing, I think that's wrong. Lots of decisions are going to be mediocre at best. But the goal, in my opinion, is just to not make any that are going to be the nuclear bomb on your life that are going to basically zero out all the other good decisions that you've made. Here's how I like to frame it for myself. In the time that I'm spending analyzing this decision, if I just decided to try it, to take the riskier path and dedicated myself to, instead of 30 more days of analyzing, if I took those 30 days and just tested it out, tried it, which one would give me more information to make the next best move after 30 days? And what I have found is that a lot of the time, just doing it gives me way more information and feedback than sitting there, twiddling my thumbs, reading books, calling people. I think that when you're confronted with a decision, the first thing you need to ask yourself is, what are my assumptions that would make this a good or bad decision? And then list out three, the top three. And then allow yourself the time to gather information or data to figure out if those assumptions are true or false. Once you've done that, what more information do you need? There will always be assumptions you didn't think of, you didn't know about, et cetera. But at some point, you have to be able to put guardrails around yourself so that you're not sitting in paralysis forever. Here's the thing, is that most of the time, if you don't make the decision, then you will have the decision made by default because eventually it'll get made for you. Things change, environment changes, et cetera. I can't tell you how many people want to start a business, and they've got an idea for what that business is. And then five years later, after thinking about it for five years, that market no longer has an opportunity. If you start that business today, dog And the reason for that is because you sat on it so long, it's actually no longer even a good decision. You vetted it out. You're like, yeah, this is the right decision, but I've got to make sure I start it right. I do all that. Homie, the market's, it's gone. There's no more opportunity anymore. The same thing can be said with any other decision that you're making in life. Maybe now finally you've decided this is the girl to marry. Well, guess what, buddy? You waited too long and now she doesn't want to marry you. So it's like every decision I think, when I think of decisions, you have to realize that time is not working for you in many of these instances. And so a lot of the times we think, oh, I've got all the time in the world. Well, we feel that way until something happens. And a lot of the times, unfortunately, something will happen and the decision will get made for us and it's not in our favor. And so. The worst thing you can do is not make a decision. The best thing you can do is make a decision, accept that it could be incorrect, and also have a path to course correct if it is. An assumption would be a statement you believe to be a fact that is crucial in determining if the decision is good or bad. So say you want to start a 
chain of healthy food restaurants, okay? And you're like, I've got this idea and I want to start them. And I think I want to start them in in Miami because people really like to eat healthy in Miami. And so I think that's the best place to, place to start it. And I think that the price range of between, you know, $17 and $25 per plate is going to be right based on the income level. Okay, so some of the assumptions, the things that we're stating as facts are that people in Miami will want to eat this food. Okay, well, how do we know that's true? Do we really know it's true? The next assumption is that people in Miami make a certain amount of money, and because of that, they will be able to afford this food. How do we know that's true? Do we really know that's true? Or are we just watching Instagram and seeing what people post there? And so just from that in alone, like when you're thinking of an idea for something, a lot of times there's hidden assumptions or statements that we believe to be facts that we need to test in order to figure out, is this a good decision or not? So for example, if somebody were building, wanted to build a technology, and they said, I want to build X because it doesn't exist in this market. Okay, well, one, we're assuming it doesn't exist. How do we know for sure it doesn't exist? And then two, how do we know the market wants it? Because by saying that we want to build this for this market, we're making the assumption that people are going to buy it because it doesn't exist. Well, maybe it doesn't exist because nobody ever bought it and they all went out of business. We don't know. It's an underlying assumption that somebody is making a statement into a fact. And so any time that you're thinking through a decision, you want to think through what are my underlying assumptions that I need to test before I make that decision. And I think you want to limit yourself to three and then figure out what do I need to do to figure out if this is true or not? Is it information? Do I need to speak with somebody? Is it testing it? How do I prove if this assumption is true or false? I think it's helpful in chunking it down to having between one and three assumptions that we want to determine, are they true or false? And then that's it. You limit yourself to those things. Now, I would say the only other piece on top of that is that a piece that is not always factored into decision-making might also just be preferences, which is like you might realize that something might not be the ideal decision or path to take, but you prefer it no matter, but you still prefer it. And that's also okay to say, I get that this may not be the best decision, but I prefer this decision. That's also acceptable. You know, you can do things just because you want to do them. But if we're trying to make logical decisions, then I think that breaking it down into those assumptions is the best way to go about it rather than saying like, I just need more information. Well, what does more information mean? When do you have enough information to make the decision? I have friends who've been sitting on decisions for three, four, five years they're still gathering information and they're still terrified to do anything. And by the time some of them make the decisions, the opportunity will be gone. And then they will have proved to themselves that they made a bad decision because they waited too long. Not because the decision was bad, but because they waited too long. And they'll probably say they need more information. So for example, when we started acquisition.com, I had some assumptions that we tested and I found out some of them were false. I assumed that because of our social presence, people would be compliant with our recommendations and always adhere. I have been proven false by that. That is not correct. Another assumption that we made is that if you take minority stake in a business, you have less expectations than if you take majority. I have seen that to be the reverse. (laughs) It's true. But all of these things are things that I could have spent years trying to figure out or I could just get in the arena and do it and be okay with the fact that it's going to be imperfect. We're going to make changes. We're going to iterate You know, who expects a business that's between one and four years old to not be iterating and making changes? You know, you should expect that you're going to be doing a lot of that because there's a lot of assumptions. You find out if they're true or not, and then you take that feedback and you adjust your behavior. That's what learning is. I think in so many instances, especially in business, people are like, well, will they want this? Will they not? 
people vote with their dollars. And so at the end of the day, is their product market fit? I don't know. Are people buying it and then telling their friends to buy it? You know, at the end of the day, I think we can sit there and speak all these fancy terms and do all these fancy analysis, but oftentimes that just keeps people stuck. And I don't actually think that that stuff is really helpful in moving a business forward. I think a lot of why people stay stuck and don't make a decision and call it analysis paralysis is because they have conflicting reinforcement. They have some negative, some positive, which means usually, is it even a decision if it's like this way, clearly you're going to f*** yourself and this way you're going to succeed? That's not a decision. That's just common sense. So a decision is when you have two options that are equally as appealing and unappealing. And in that situation, that is what I would say when a real decision is made. Both options are appealing and unappealing. And so you have conflicting reinforcement. This one has all these things that are bad. Oh, wait, but over here, this one's bad too. Oh, but this one, this is what it could look like if it's good. Oh, this one could look like this if it's good, right? Because life is, that's just life. And so I think when people are in that situation, what they're, they're looking for is which one is going to be better? Which one can I get more positive reinforcement from? And I would like to be able to see it so I can make the decision. But the reality is, if you see it, before you make a decision, it's not a decision, it's common sense. You don't even think about it. And so a true decision is usually, like a true decision is made when neither path seems better or worse than the other. You're not gonna feel good because the reality is is that every time you make a decision and you cut off the alternatives, you lose what you could have had. You lose missed opportunity, untapped potential from this other option. But here's the thing, I think regret comes from constantly looking back on the path not taken. And one thing I do not allow myself to do, and I actually think this is something I do very well, is I do not look back at the things that I could have, should have, wish I would have done. Or even while I'm living in a decision that I made, and it's maybe in the moment not feeling the best, I don't allow myself to look like, oh, I wish I would have done that. Because all that does, it makes us feel bad. It doesn't help us move forward. It doesn't help us fix the current situation. In fact, people who feel bad and beat themselves up tend to be less able to correct the current situation. The key to solving for analysis paralysis is to make a plan ahead of time. Take what I said, figure out when you're making a decision, what are the underlying assumptions? Let's take three and let's limit ourselves to once we've determined if these are true or false, we will make the decision based on that. So I think a lot of it is putting guardrails in place ahead of time. If you're in analysis process right now, it's hard because you you feel like there's no way out and you're in this emotional, this ball of emotions since you're probably having a hard time making yourself do anything. So the key is to ahead of time, set these guidelines for yourself. So I would even call it rules if you need to, so that you have a framework for making decisions. Even if write it down, you know, use that framework so that you can get yourself out of it. A lot of it has to do with when you realize, okay, this is the decision I'm gonna make. I want you to remember it is never going to feel really good because things that feel really good are common sense. Decisions always feel scary and uncomfortable. And especially when you have multiple options and all of those things could work or not work. Do not allow your feelings and your desire for relief of those feelings to dictate the decision. <laughs> 